Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Strange Familiars. How are you tonight, Allison? I'm doing well. I heard that tonight's episode is about a favorite topic of mine. Me? Yeah. <laughs> it's all about me. No, you're right. Not only a favorite topic of yours, but you've been to all the places we will discuss tonight. You weren't with us on Saturday <laughs> when we recorded this, but you've been there before. We visited three different cemeteries along the river in Lancaster County. We're about a week late for World Goth Day, so, but I feel like this will... <laughs> it's always Goth Day in my heart. <laughs> Before we get going with the show, my new art booklet, Monsters Under the Hospital Bed, is available now in our Etsy shop. 18 drawings I did after my MS attack, some of them in the hospital, some of them at home when I was on medical house arrest or whatever they called it. <laughs> You can find it in our Etsy shop. Helps support the show. Helps make up some lost income we had when I was on my back there. A bunch of people already bought it. Thank you very much. If you haven't gotten it, it's a great way to support the show. Get a cool little art booklet besides. Also, Strange Familiar's Awoken Tree t-shirts are back in stock at Etsy as well. Every size from small through 3XL. Yeah, there was somebody. There was a lady who wrote a couple months ago and asked me for a specific size that we didn't have at the time. And I tried to find her email today, but I think we just had to call some stuff that wasn't immediately relevant, so I couldn't find it. But yes, this, all the sizes are back. <laughs> when I say we get tons of email, I am not specific enough. Yes, it, most of it comes into the Gmail address, but we also get tons of messages on Etsy. I get tons of messages on Instagram. I get tons of messages on Facebook both for the podcast and my personal Facebook. Everywhere anyone can message us, we get tons of messages. So I think that message came in 
via Etsy, and I know there was another one. I think a guy wrote via Etsy asking for a bigger size as well. And I mentioned to him, you'll hear it on the show (laughs) when when we get new sizes. And because these messages get get buried. Yeah, they got buried. I kept looking for it. I knew it was like maybe February, but I couldn't find it. Yeah, tons of these other messages come in. So if you've been waiting for t-shirts in a specific size, everything small through 3XL is available now in our Etsy shop. Before we get into the cemeteries, let's thank our patrons. Thank you very much, patrons. We could not do Strange Familiars without you. You make Strange Familiars happen. If you like what we do and you'd like to get more Strange Familiars, the best way to do that is to become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Go ahead and check it out. All different levels of support there. You can get extra content or you can get things like the aforementioned t-shirt. You can get copies of my books, original artwork, and more. Again, it's patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. If you don't like the idea of a subscription like Patreon and you want to just make a one-time donation, check the show notes under any episode at strangefamiliars.com. You can make a one-time donation via PayPal there. There's a paypal.me link. All right, so let's get into these cemeteries. This was a very last-minute thing. Chad and I were looking for something to do as far as visiting some spooky places, and I had written about Hans Graf Cemetery in Beyond the Seventh Gate. I always meant to do a show there, but really, it's a tiny cemetery. I didn't know if we could base a whole show. Just it's basically on Hans like if you have like a small garage. It's about the size of a small garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we decided to hit a bunch of different cemeteries, and as we were driving to Laurel Hill, which is a beautiful, beautiful view up on Laurel Hill, you can see the river from Columbia. This is not the Laurel Hill Cemetery that's outside of Philadelphia. This no, is the this is that's in, a very common name for cemeteries I've found. <laughs> yes. This is in Columbia. Chad remembered that Diane, listener, a patron, wonderful friend, had experiences at Laurel Hill. And he said, call Diane, see if she'll meet us out here. So with literally no notice whatsoever, called Diane and she came right out and told us her stories. So this first section is Chad and I at Laurel Hill waiting for Diane to arrive. Just a little introduction. So where are we, Timothy? (laughs) In a cemetery. In a cemetery. Laurel Hill, which is in Columbia, Pennsylvania. One of our favorite towns. Home of the Albatwitches. So I have, a, I have a correction to make. When we were at the other cemetery in Columbia, well, one of the others, as we'll see maybe in this episode, there's several. We're doing a cemetery tour tonight. <laughs> Mount Bethel Cemetery, when we were there. With John. With John. It's an earlier episode. I was under the false impression that that cemetery was when there was a creature sighting, which did seem weird because it's in the middle of the town, but you know weirder things have happened so I thought I was in the right place for that apparently I was not it is in Laurel Hill Cemetery where we are currently that there was a sighting in the 1980s and my friend Chris who does Alba Twitch Festival and works for Columbia Historical Society he mentioned that he remembers because I think he was in high school at the time he remembers the cemetery being closed for a couple days because of 
whatever somebody saw up here, whatever yeah. creature or anything. Wasn't there cops called in and the whole I, nine I yards? I think so. If I can find the article, I'll see if I can read it for the podcast. So I mentioned an article about a creature sighting at Laurel Hill Cemetery, and I found it. This is from the Columbia News, September 26, 1984. What lurks at Laurel Hill? Could it be Bigfoot? Are we being invaded by Martians? Has the Loch Ness Monster taken up residence in town? Or is it Bigfoot that's been lurking in the shadows of Laurel Hill recently? Apparently something or someone scared the wits out of a couple of local residents in Laurel Hill Memorial Gardens early yesterday morning. Local police said a young couple in their early 20s observed a large hairy creature loping toward their car in the local cemetery Tuesday at 1 a.m. The thing was so scary and so real that the young man went back a second time to check it out, according to police, who planned to investigate the incident further. Described as being over six feet tall with a heavy build and being hairy, the thing was observed at a distance of about 50 feet, according to police. For those determined to take a stroll in the dark, the above information should serve as a reminder that Bigfoot, indeed, may have arrived in town. So with that in mind, we'll talk to Diane and hear some of her experiences at the back of Laurel Hill Cemetery. It backs right up to the woods there. And just so people know, like, Laurel Hill, this is a modern cemetery, well-kept, yeah. this... I don't. I didn't really see any old graves here. There might no, be. No, no. It overlooks the river. It's really actually beautiful if you, if you go up. We're in the back part. Yeah. But part of the cemetery just overlooks the, the river. It's just got a beautiful view. Beautiful view. It's heading towards nightfall here. It's a giant star. I think all the vet, a lot of veterans. This is like the veteran area of the cemetery in the back of the cemetery. And we're going to be meeting friend of ours who had some pretty strange encounters here. yep so we're going to get her story here on site she's coming out with about well with literally no notice yeah. we were just here and we texted her and she said i'll be right there we're so. just we're just kind of like freestyling tonight really don't have a plan and it's coming together so now this backs up to didn't we drive around here one time and like chickies the ridge Chickie's yeah. Ridge from Chickie's Rock runs along this. Mm-hmm. And there's like a bunch of woods back here and some strange building that we saw on yes. Google Maps. and Yeah, it's an old like cabin or, or, or abandoned house or something that's yeah. back here. Diane's been to it. Yep. That's who we're meeting. Yes. Diane. It was rumored by locals that there were traps placed around that house house that whoever lived there oh, wow. had built like pit traps and stuff around it not true it was a it was a doctor who was apparently a very kindly doctor who lived there no traps what's with doctors living out in the middle of nowhere and people think they're doing crazy stuff i don't like know toad road yeah it reminds you of uh, dr <laughs> belknap toad road now when we talk about things living in the woods right yeah such as Hairy things, whether it be Bigfoot or Albatwitch, big or little, hairy things. Or wild men. Did you hear that? I don't know what that was. It was uh, quite, I mean, distant. I don't know if the recorder called it. 
in any case, people talk about Albatwitch living in and around Columbia. And you want me to believe this is some sort of natural animal? <laughs> N- not a chance. There's a breeding population of even three-foot-tall hairy ape men no. that live in the woods here. And then we're supposed to believe they're natural creatures and, and we can't find them. Well, we've hiked, what, on those other trails along Chickie's Ridge from Chickie's Rock. Oh, yeah. I've... And it breaks up. There's, there's not a lot there. There's yeah. not a lot, and there's not a lot behind here. I mean, I, there's, there's a good bit of woods back here, but yeah, not, not enough to hide a breeding population no. of monkey creatures or ape men or whatever you want to call them, whatever albatwitch are. Yeah, there, there's no way something like that could hide here. It was funny though that the birds stopped when you heard whatever you heard. I didn't. Hear it. it was distant, whatever it was. Low in tone. I doubt the recorder picked it up, given that that night we were by a big pond furnace, and that sounded like a 12-inch circumference tree was you know, just snapped, and then... Oh, that was insane. So loud. It was so loud. And then on the recording, it was... It didn't sound like anything. I couldn't, I couldn't even really pick it out on I the still recording. need to listen to that recording from the other night. So we're going to do some knocking here. You know, I wish I knew the call. What's the call you're supposed to do? Oh, for albatrosses? Yeah. It's a welcome whistle. Do you know how to do that? I've never taught it. I'll have I'm to not learn. Good at, I'm not good at whistling anyway. Can you whistle? Can you yeah. <laughs> well, somewhat. There's a... Yeah, there's supposed to be a... They call it the welcome whistle. And you're... Oh, there's the car. Yep. And supposedly if you if you know the whistle, you can, you can whistle and they'll, they'll answer back. I heard, like folklorically speaking, that you have to get an old uh, an old hunter to teach it to you. By that, I mean I just I don't think that many people know it. It was an old old book of folklore, talking about the welcome whistle. Interestingly enough, in that book of folklore, they they said albatrosses are only like three apples tall, <laughs> which is very Smurfs. interesting. Yeah, right. Me or him. So, wait a second. Before we even get started, Diane, were you wearing that t-shirt before I called you? Yes, I was. She's in a cryptid shirt. The Cryptid Mash. The Cryptid Mash. Not to be confused with the Cryptid Bash. Absolutely. Uh, This or Cthulhu tends to be my wardrobe at this point. So, anyways, continue. Present. Present for you is this giant rock. Okay. There are some rocks up here, Mm -hmm. but nothing like that. Mm -hmm. We were sitting... I had sticks that I had sort of put aside up here. Sometimes I put them behind the wall. Um, We were sitting over here, and that came up, that rock came up towards us from down there. Wow. Oh, that very rock? That rock. Wow. All right, so this... I don't know which one of these gravestones it hit, but the noise that made when it hit that metal was ridiculously terrifying. Oh, I can imagine. So, so this rock is like square shaped and it's literally fills Tim's hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's Heavy. huge. It's huge. If you, that, you got hit by that. 
Yeah. You had that actually gotten the whole way. I mean, we're good, what, 10, 15 feet from where it landed. But the fact is that it came from so far down there. I don't know if you've looked down to yeah, see yeah. How, how, how down Yeah, it's that like goes. a bank. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a step back. So why did you start coming here? Well, this is a nice opening to chickies. Mm-hmm. When we get up here, it's quiet. You're far enough away from the road that you can hear a little bit more. The moon up here is absolutely gorgeous when it is. And I was talking about the view overlooking the river, too. It's oh, just it, so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It, this is like if I was going to be buried, this is where I would want to be buried. It's beautiful. If you take the trail down and up, that way is that cabin mm-hmm. I showed you pictures of. Yeah, we were, we were mentioning it okay. earlier. We, we kind of did a walkthrough and we're like just doing a mentioning for most people no we didn't problem. tell your story we oh, want no, we good. wanted to get the story from you so I, i'm i do this because of meeting you and and having gotten involved with with alba twitch and everything that i wanted to be here i wanted to go out into the woods i was inspired by people that were telling me hey we went out we did this and i was like i want to be out doing this so this was my area where I started. I bring my kids out here. We've hiked up in here during the day. There's an actual water source. You can hear a little bit over the hill. There's just like a little creaky thing. So earlier today we were driving around because we're going to some other places tonight. <clears throat> and I checked out a possible Bigfoot sighting south of here along railroad tracks. Happened in the early 1900s. Probably going to go check it out eventually. Okay. He actually didn't even know about that yes, one, right? It's yeah. one of the few uh, I didn't have in my book. And I, I'm not familiar. And so. in that area, there's an, we actually stumbled upon an old old cemetery, and then there's a water source. Huh. So and, what, a quarry. and a quarry. At least okay. there's a says quarry road, presumably. Yeah. Yeah, there would have been a quarry at some point. So there you, so there you have three things. You know, you have the dead. You have a water source, which you said, you know, a lot of stuff happens water in the water source. The water tower sort. is right down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the police will sit down there at the water tower, and I believe that's what the access road is for, because this access road will take you up into the power lines, mm-hmm. and then, because I tried to come at it from the other side and went up behind the nursing home, but there's no viable way... It's very brambly and oh, yeah. um, full of the jaggers. I don't know what... Sounds like a ruck rabbit way. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really sure. Well, it, it's solid. It's, it's yeah, like it would take you're some bushwhacking yeah. to get into there. And I, I'm like you. I'm never prepared for anything like that. My yeah. cell phone won't cut through that stuff. But um, so, yeah, yeah, we've gone up go and ahead. over here, up, up this crest. I've heard sounds coming from up there. Now, the, the other really like i've had two really freaky experiences up here the first is having that rock thrown at us yeah and so you had told me the story about the rock before. yep i did not know how substantial i kept it, was. it. Wow. well i looked for it because of how big a noise it made sure. yeah. and the fact that there aren't rocks really up here now there so, are so, some that are like over in that area right but, but not, nothing like that plus that's a one of those like some kind of iron face or whatever on those on those yeah grave markers chad yeah it's like uh, so it's, you can imagine i'm not going to do it because it's disrespectful but you can imagine the sound a big heavy yeah it could even be brass it, yeah. it, it just it resonated yeah. and just like that's crazy and when you're just sitting out here it is so peaceful and so quiet 
and you just like I'm I was waiting I was taking pictures I've seen movement along the tree line like up into that dense more dense area but when I would get up there nothing did you ever have any lights here no I waited for lights I really wanted lights <laughs> but um, I'm wondering though for that if it isn't like because when I come up here 11 11 12 o'clock at night I'm kind of trying to stay like right here I'm not you I'll get lost understand um, yeah. during the day I hike up and through here no problem I know how to get down there I can take you up to the cabin at some point I'm familiar but at nighttime I don't trust it so when I'm up here by myself this is usually the area I hang out in now I use my one ghost recorder because of the fact that the left side of me is a graveyard mm -hmm. and I usually have that turned on with words going and so I'll be talking and trying to see if someone with the words actually is trying to tell me something or if we're just dealing with this end of a cemetery. Right. And wasn't there something else you said you had thrown oh, at you laughter. before? Oh, the laughter. Oh, my gosh. So I have some bangy st sticks up here. And sometimes I will go up and around in there, do a little loop, come back up and around, banging my little sticks together. I was up probably right up between those two little trees right there. Just kind of just over up at the top. So that's about 15 yards? Yeah. Roughly 10 yards. And I just hit it twice. I wasn't saying anything. I was just knocking wood. And I heard <laughs> three chunks of laughter. And it, it didn't it, it didn't sound anything but human. Like I'm not gonna say it wasn't a human, but no one saw me. It wasn't because like my first was oh somebody must have seen me. I'm like walking through the woods banging sticks together. Was I must look like night? A night. Night. Wow. Yeah, I doubt anybody saw you. Night. Yeah, I don't know how well known this spot is. I've never seen another person up here. And, I mean, there were weeks I was up here two or three nights a week. I remember you telling me you'd go a lot. Yeah, this this was, like, my little <laughs> my Didn't, little didn't you say, though, spot. in another conversation, you had other things thrown at you besides just that rock? Well, that rock came up over there. I mean, we've had stuff fall, but I don't know enough. Like, we were trying to figure out what trees these are, if there's stuff that actually, like, falls out of these trees. Stuff has come down mm -hmm. from above branches have been crunchy breaking i mean i just didn't want to you know i'm not the one that's trying to read everything into it here. okay so you would have acorns dropping on okay you. but I, I had thought you said you had in another conversation i have with you that you actually had acorns thrown at you well before they came from i mean we've had stuff in our direction but when my brain wants to go well i'm sitting under well, an no, oak no, tree no, if no, i have acorns hit that's me that's smart that's smart. No, that that's a very good but thing to think about. This we've been it's it's been weird. Like it has nights where you don't feel anything. You can come up yep, here and sit that's, that's for normal. four or five hours and just mm -hmm. chill and just enjoy the quiet and nothing goes down. Then you have nights you come up here, you feel jumpy. That tracks. Absolutely. You you feel a little weird, like something might be watching you or something just feels off. And those are the nights where things happen, things were thrown. I mean, I, 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 there's a, a log rolled down the hill the one time. Because 
coming up here by myself too, this is about as safe as I feel. But um, yeah, something rolled, stuff's rolled down the hill at me because I'm almost always sitting like right here. And I figured if I had some sort of pattern that I was creating by being in this space, that if something else was up here that also had a pattern, that it, we would kind of like... Eventually jive. Yeah. Have you done any gifting here or anything like My that? My gifting site is about halfway up to the cabin. Oh, But cool. I haven't been there this year yet. So what, what kinds of things were you leading? Uh, I had a, a, a Sharpie, a spring, Pokemon. a Pokemon toy... Basically, it was stuff that was in my purse mm -hmm. that I just happened to have when I went, oh, I, I this little, because it's like a clearing at the top of a ridge, and it had some trees, but there was a big flat rock. Did you ever get anything taken, anything left, or anything moved? No, because the last time we were up here was when we did it, and I hadn't been up. Oh, so you haven't been there since. Oh, okay. So you don't know. I don't know. And I don't know, I put some things that would have been knocked over down on the ground next to it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like the wind came along right. and moved all my stuff. Did you take a photo of it as you left it? I don't think I did. We do that. Yeah. That, I've been having a bit of an issue this year with my feet. And mm. the, it's a good hike up to the cabin. But it's a lot of this going up right. like a, a straight hill face at the one point. And that is where I found that little, like, landing where I put the stuff. Oh, so it's a good... Yeah, it's off. It. It's off okay. the beaten. The, were, were you with me at the one Albert Twitch meeting where the person was talking about there being traps around that, that yeah, cabin? Yeah, that... Well, and the, there is a big hole dug in the ground. Okay, all right. Which I think a kid might think, think was, a, was, was some a pit sort trap of a trap. Okay. It might have been a well, but it is, like, bricked. It did have water. It did have propane. It has a fireplace. Like, it's... I have all the pictures, so if you want any of the pictures from it. But it's up a little bit. But, yeah, this is... This is a decent hike once you... I mean, you can either go down and up the, like, road mm -hmm. that's made. Or you can go kind of up and around this way. Because it goes down back in there. There's some rocks and stuff. Yeah, I was just making sure I remembered that right. I remember them saying. And then somebody said, like, a, a doctor lived there who they remembered as, as kindly and said that, that he would have never put traps yeah, around his place. Yeah, no, that was, it really looks like it was, maybe it was, maybe it was like a, a, a pool or a way to keep things cool, like a, a, a cooling sort of water situation. But, it, yeah, it doesn't, but I could see how a kid would think yeah, that yeah. if you had spikes in the bottom of that, <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> but, yeah, I've had a lot of stuff roll down the hill. And it changes, you know. Every year I come up. It's been a couple of years of doing this now. Sure. Well, and the other woman who's in the historical society was talking about the very first cement grave, three-dimensional mm -hmm. cement grave that you pass if yeah. you come up here, yeah. that the kids would peek in because the, her nails were growing. Oh, creepy. Yeah, so they were always scared of that. And I also had heard someone tell me that as you turn in to come up here, there's a bunch of wooded area before you get to the house. And a gentleman and his wife were walking their dog. And they sound, heard sounds from that specific area that sounded like people having a really good time. Mm -hmm. 
And, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And some screaming that sounded very intense that they weren't 100% sure it was human. Oh, weird. But they told us that. I think the gentleman is the one that told me that on one of the tours. Oh, wow. That he had said, because we were talking about, when we do the trolley tour, we kind of come up and around here. And um, he had said about how they used to walk their dog there every night and had heard that. But it was literally like right as you turn in to come up to the cemetery, that wow. little grassy area right there. Interesting. Very interesting. It's a cool rock formation out there. Yeah, on the just on the other side yeah. of the... Now there is... There were lights. If you go in the rock formation, there was like light... There might be a house. That's oh, there that. is. There, there are houses that aren't very far. Once you get like you're toward the backyards of them. But At first, I saw these lights. I'm like, they look like candles, and it was they were. See that 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 dirt line there. Yeah. If you follow that dirt line up, it's a little ways out, but that seems to be the edge of their this, property. Which is why normally when I come in here, I actually go down, and then up that way, because yeah. I'm avoiding. Right, being right at everybody's backyards. I don't want to get dogs barking at me or anything that would scare me. There is someone up here does have a dog. I have heard dogs barking, but I do believe it belongs to one of the house. Yeah, cool though. Cool spot. Definitely have to uh, go to your offering area and see if that's. Yeah, we just hadn't had a chance to yet. I actually just got my orthotics, so I'm supposed to be chugging along here pretty soon. Um, I know what it is to, to lose it and try to work it back. Right. But it's it's steep, and it, you're gonna you're gonna go back a little bit before you hit the water. And what's crazy about the water is that it has this big old pipe over it that looks like something like a machine would have smashed it or like ripped it. And my kids and I have mentioned it a couple times every time we come up because it just seems odd. Like it's oddly placed. It makes sense the water, but the, how did they get it back there, mm-hmm. and why? You'd be surprised. <laughs> That's I, like the Toad Road. There's big pipes back yeah, there. Yeah, it's like, it's like well, how did these get here? Uh, yeah. Why are they here? I've been in the middle of nowhere, and there's like a steam shovel there from 1927. Or, or, uh, or cars. That yeah, or like, cars. Why is there a car yeah. way out here in, in the woods? Yeah, yeah, most of this area was out. Yeah, yeah this is all second growth or even later yeah you'd be surprised but still very interesting yeah very, very interesting. during the day if you would ever want to come up mm-hmm. i can take you up and around oh, yeah yeah yeah. we wouldn't up. do that at night That's yeah i just we might do it at night <laughs> well i would <laughs> and you would <laughs> i don't want to make her do no, it. no oh yeah right yeah. Well, she knows where it is <laughs> well the problem the problem with me is when i was coming up here um if he wasn't with me I was coming up here by myself, and I'm only good for a good fit. Then I start spooking myself, and then I'm I'm completely discrediting everything I'm trying to do because now I've got myself spooked Mm. entirely on my own. (laughs) But yeah, we've heard stuff. We've branches, but the the two biggest ones have to be that rock. Yeah, that rock is impressive. Because of the fact that... Well, and that's Especially how, coming up the hill, someone yeah. had to heave that. Like, yeah, that, that, I'm saying someone. Right. Do you remember whatever's which, responsible. which one it hit? I don't because it was dark and we don't put lights up when we mm. sit out here. No, where we literally don't, sit in don't, the that's dark. That's smart. But what we, we... It was... I found it somewhere 
So it had to hit one of those. It could have bounced off of either one. It's still yeah. So if they had different sounds, I could probably tell you. <laughs> the closest. But I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. So looking at these metal, their face plates for mm-hmm. graves that are level. Or markers, that's what, yeah. Yeah, that's what they do nowadays. So they can just mow over everything. But um, the closest one to the woods is at least a good eight feet, ten feet. Well, there's no one in this one. There isn't. It's no, just the birthday. She's still alive. Oh, so it's. I yeah. I started to like take notes of the names huh. around me because of my my ghost thing on my phone gives me names sometimes. Yeah, it's smart. And I really wanted to know, but I but to, I know specifically that this woman's still alive. Heave that rock. They would yeah. either have been standing on the very edge of the of the of the hill where you couldn't see it. You're still talking. Right, yeah, that's all brush. Yeah. You, you would, presumably you would have heard something come yeah. up through there. Oh, you couldn't have gotten this far. Yeah, it's all dead leaves and brush and So the trail, branches. the old road is probably from the grave a good 20 yards and down. Downhill at least a good 20 feet. At least. At least. Yeah. So that's a hell of a throw. That's a that's a that's, that's a shot put. Why <laughs> I get so creeped out up here specifically when I when noise occurs. Because if I'm not hearing you coming, crunching towards me, yeah. and all of a sudden you're making a noise, because you can't walk up in through here without making that sound. Right. Well, not normal people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Crazy. Unless you're going from tree to tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If <laughs> you're on this tree and and you drop the rock, that's another thing. But still, that's a hell of a well, that's a hell of a rock. Like it came from this way. I'm it impressed. sounded like it hit leaves because we both were kind of like whoa and bang. Well, if it's arcing through the air, it's gonna you're gonna hear it hitting leaves. It's going through. That's nuts. I'm just glad nobody got hit by it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it would have brained you for good. Well, and it sure. could have landed anywhere up here, really, and not made a noise. The, the interesting thing is that with all of the stone-throwing accounts I've ever heard of, which are tons, you know, doing research for the books and stuff, I think probably less than five I can think of where people actually got hit by a rock. One of those being the uh, Minerva, Ohio, where the person said, if you're so good, hit me between the eyes. Oh, yeah, and whap right oh, between wow. the eyes. But yeah, because I mean, here's some rock. Here's some rock, but it's not. Quite yeah, that's the more same. like almost like shale or something. And yeah. it's dug in. It's fairly dug in. Yeah, there's not and a it lot has of just been. loose big rocks here. Bye. Cool. Yeah. So here you go. Thank, well, thank you, Diane. You're welcome. Thank you for coming out Absolutely. in such a short notice. He's like, he's, I said, Tim wants to know what I'm doing. He's like, Oh, tell him we can come. It's going to be fun. Well, whatever. Do, do you, do you want to go to, uh, we're going to go to Hans Graf after this. You want to go? Sure. Yeah, that's from my high school. Like, you I've say taken, you, you know the stories about oh, yeah. Hans Graf? Well, well I, I took, oh, I did something, you're not recording? I am, the red oh. light means I'm recording. I'll let you know when I'm, would you like me to pause it? <laughs> well, I, it's up to you. I did something illegal with I, Hans Graf Cemetery, but I wasn't doing it to be mean. I was doing it to be better. Mm-hmm. Someone had gone in at some point and knocked a lot of the stones over and graffitied them with pentagrams. Ah, okay. Now, we all know that's next to right. teenage nonsense. Yeah. And I took those stones home. 
Oh, did you? To clean them. Oh, wow. And return them. Well, yeah, I mean... But in about a month and a half, they were under the couch in my living room. The stuff that happened in the apartment at that time was really, really... We lived here in Columbia. I had a roommate. <laughs> I don't know if you want to keep that on the podcast, but it's still gold. Go ahead. Keep going. It's and, cool. And it was just one of those really weird situations where we had what we called a fuchsia cloud over the apartment. And the people that were coming in, okay. the energy that Because was it's strange familiars, let's clarify. Do you mean a literal cloud? A, oh, no, just it's more just like the a idea. Right. feeling, right. like not like a visible, No, we just have to be clear because no, no. it's strange familiars. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I was thinking a purple a cloud also, like an actually visible cloud. And right away, I'm going to Elizabethtown. To right. But we, we somehow both felt that color, though. That was right. the weird part. Like oh, okay. there was something yeah. about the fact that, and the people that were coming in and out of the apartment and in and out of our lives at that moment, everything was very odd. There was a lot of stuff going on that was just unexplainable as far as the people who were behaving in ways that they normally didn't. So you did end up returning the stones. I did return the stones. We cleaned so, them as best as we could, and we did return them. And then someone did fix some of them. It's, it's, a, it's a bit Robin Hoodie, but I say it's a, overall you're on the you're on the right side of things. Yeah, I would have just cleaned them there. But yeah, I mean, well, you were younger. You met well. Yeah, we yeah. Well, anything. we but the thing was, we we got we went there at night. Mm-hmm. So when we were there, we were scared. Right. You know, you have to jump to get in, and we were like, we'll just take these, and we just lifted them up over and put them in the car. And just took them with so that we could clean them. Next, we went to a little cemetery, which is literally over the hill from Laurel Hill. We stumbled onto this cemetery one day. It's called Zion Hill. I was talking to my friend Chris from the Columbia Historic Society. He told me last year at the Albatwitch Day Festival, which I didn't go because of the pandemic last year, they were doing trolley tours, and he said they pulled in at night into Zion Hill Cemetery, and they saw red eyeshine in the back of the cemetery, moving from tree to tree, he said. Is that the one we've been to previously, that this is a traditionally an African-American cemetery? Yes. So we went to Zion Hill, and Diane had some stories from there as well. Not her personal experiences, but she gives the trolley tours. So she had some stories that she had learned about Zion Hill. The reason that this one is incredibly creepy is because none of the bodies are actually where the stones are. All of the stones in this cemetery have been removed from the bodies. They did come in here. Uh, first of all, this we didn't even know this was a cemetery at one point. Uh, Chris's stories about being down in here when the grass was up to here. Wow. And you didn't see any of the gravestones. But what happened was when they built Route 30 and they came through here. Which you can hear very loudly in the background. They dug up that end of the cemetery and just sort of tossed the bodies. Oh my goodness. So when they came in here with ground penetrating radar, goosebumps. Let's walk over here so we get away from the road a little bit. When they came in with ground penetrating radar, what they found was that literally there is no body buried 
in a grave in here. There are stones everywhere, but none of them have actual bodies. So you're saying there's no bodies in, in this cemetery yes, at all? they're thrown everywhere, but they're not designated by their headstones. Now we, earlier, were walking around the upper part. Yes. And there was some spots that looked like that were sunken in. Yes, and now, some of those some were more of the wealthier people. All right, so there are bodies where that is. So the crosses, maybe. the crosses that are back there, the wooden crosses, were mm -hmm. placed where bodies were found when they did the, the radar. Oh, oh okay. okay, cool. All right. So you have all of these stones. There's stones around that tree, just leaning up against it. Um, the, the, there's stones in the rubble along the side by the highway over there. So this is Zion Hill Cemetery. It is right down the hill from Laurel Hill. The back end of this goes straight up to the road where we were just on coming down from the top. Very, very interesting. Uh, this is an African-American cemetery, if I didn't mention already. There's some really uh, well-known, I guess, uh, soldiers and, and so forth buried from, here. From Columbia that from, fought yeah, that, in the Civil War on our side that are, are memorialized here. Yeah. There's a sign out front that, that tells the story and basically... And this, this this cemetery is from a time where they, they didn't bury African American people with, along with white people. Right. Which is crazy. And they what were a actually crazy moved thing. here. Yeah. They were moved here. The the original burial for these soldiers was in Columbia City. Really? And at some point or another they were moved out to this particular piece of land. Huh. In a fairly grand manner. That this was then their cemetery, but then when Route 30 was built, apparently they didn't care. They didn't care. Yeah. It yeah. was coming through here, and sorry for your bodies. Wow. Which is why that whole section back there. This was much larger. If I if I understood correctly, uh, I believe it. This was a much larger piece of land until they they came in with the highway. Now, the other cool thing is that when they did the ground-penetrating radar, over in this section, they proved that there was a really old house that had been on this Native American, like a longhouse. Oh, wow. So it was the Susquehanna. Dwelt. Yes. Because that's what they dwelt, they dwelt in. And we're right at the same place of where that trolley crash occurred coming down the hill. As you go right out the out here and up, you're right there where all of those people died. Because the trolley brakes gave out as they were coming down the hill this, in a storm. It makes sense that you would have a dwelling here because but there's a creek right here we found earlier, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. a little creek, yeah. Yeah, oh, right yeah. on the other side of the, where the road is you're on the river, side. you're you know a food source, water source. And this is the jump point for everybody that's been looking for the pet cemetery that's somewhere hidden in the woods outside of Columbia. Apparently, well, the doctor who lived on the property, I guess, back in that direction... The, the one we were talking about with the cabin. Same no. Doc oh, no, different, different doctor. Different doctor. Different doctor. This was okay. a guy who took care of a lot of people in Columbia. He was very well-known. Everybody loved him. He was, the, like, the family doctor. Okay. His wife felt bad for people who didn't have the money to bury their animals so she had a pet cemetery created 
where she would have people's animals buried for them. And nobody's been able and to find that. We have not been able to find that. But I definitely have come in here with my ghost app, and I normally go straight back. Now, the stories that you hear from, from this particular place is that you will see movement in the backs of the trees, in the tops of the trees between this now, and the earlier, other cemetery. Was, we were in here during the day or when there was still light, and I found a trail that was, like, pretty wide. And you could remember I told you, like, you could see where something or somebody had walked through there. Yes. It wasn't a deer trail. This was big. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know who on earth would be back here. Well, it was in the very back. Like yeah. On the other, like at the very back of the cemetery. And I just saw, well, I think it was a bat that just sailed through there just a minute. It was like so, yeah, the pictures of this place, because you see the crosses and you see that that's where they found bodies and that you see this so, beautiful line of, of headstones. I was, so I was wondering at the placement of those crosses, and it seemed odd to me the layout of mm-hmm. them. That makes more sense if that's where, just where they... Yeah, that's what I was told is that they brought in the ground-penetrating radar to see where the bodies were buried. Huh. And they found that they weren't really... Right, okay, so they, they those were underground, so not where they found the bodies that were tossed no, when they, they were... Okay, they, okay. there are bodies under the right, crosses. Right, gotcha. They've, and some of the... Cro- the crosses have been there for so many years... I know someone had petitioned to try to purchase this graveyard to m- memorialize it better, mm-hmm. and there's been a struggle for getting anybody to to actually purchase and take care of this land. So are there ghost stories associated with this? Well, this is where Chris and his brother were playing, and he got pinned to a tree and couldn't move. He was up against, I believe, that big tree in the middle there. And this is when we didn't know this was a graveyard because the grass was still really high. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only been through, like, with Columbia Historical Society actually coming through and trying to make head and tails of this and right, right. get it that it is properly doing what it was supposed to. But it's a far cry from being up at the top. Yeah. We're up in the top isn't that far from where we just where we are now but the sound from the highway alone oh yeah Yeah. i can't sit in here for very long because it gets really noisy yeah the lady in white's been seen coming down that hill too a lady in white lady in white now if i if i had to associate it i'd say that's because of the trolley crash that occurred seen coming down coming down this hill right behind us here Interesting. That's very, very interesting. It came off the road and hit to the side and killed everybody. Because there but used the, to the be lady in white seen walking. Seen yeah. walking down this hill in the same path as the trolley. Diane. Yes. Is there a way that we can drive up this hill where the woman in white is seen and then make our way around to? Yeah. Okay, we'll follow you. We'll okay, follow you. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know about last time. I just got excited and I it's turned. It's okay, so, don't worry And about I was it. like, the minute I turned, I went, oh, well, I, this Oh, is I forgot. The, the, the tape recorder wasn't running in the car, obviously. So as we're turning around, I see a light by one of those houses in that little cul-de-sac where, where we yeah. turned around or, or dead-end road or whatever it was. And I'm looking at the light. I'm like, it looked a little bit off, but it's where a bunch of houses are or something. And then all of a sudden, I see Buffalo Plaid. I'm like, oh, I got all excited, and then a woman walks out. She's wearing buffalo plaid pajama pants. No flannel man or flannel Aww. woman. I got excited. 
here we throw our apples into into the forest from this point up here right this is where we talk about the trees and the canopy because you look above you and you realize that there's very very little space anywhere once you get to this top that isn't covered entirely by trees up and around this road Rick was coming up and around here, and as he went down around this corner... Now, he, this, was he walking or driving? He was driving, okay. and he saw it on the road. Right. And we're right on... The basin. Chickie's, Chickie's Ridge. Yes. So and this ridge runs to Laurel Hill Cemetery. Yeah, that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, okay. I never knew where Rick's sighting actually was. Yeah, exactly. literally, he was coming around this bend and going down this hill, and it was right... Wow. Right as you're coming around this corner. That segment you just heard, we had pulled over. We were on our way from Zion Hill to Hans Graf Cemetery. Diane pulled over, and we, we pulled over next to her, and she talks about Rick's sighting. Now, what she's talking about there is Rick Fisher had a sighting of a skinny, little, hairy creature, which meets the description of an albatwitch. I talk about that in my book, Beyond the Seventh Gate. If you don't know what albatwitches are, we talk about them on the show pretty often. They're kind of, we call them Pennsylvania's little Bigfoot. They're a small, hair-covered creature. They're usually three to two to three feet tall, skinny, glowing eyes, known probably as puckwudgies in the north, but all throughout the country, they have their own, what they call little people that meet the same description of these things. So I wrote about Rick Fisher's sighting in Beyond the Seventh Gate. Here's an excerpt from that book. Local paranormal researcher and author Rick Fisher saw an albatwitch himself one morning before sunrise in February 2002. Driving toward Marietta on Route 23, Fisher saw what he first assumed to be a human walking in the middle of the road. As he got closer, he realized it was no human at all, but a five-foot-tall, very skinny biped covered with hair. When he slowed his vehicle and turned on the high beams to get a better look, the creature turned around, showing its two yellow eyes, and then vanished from sight. In Fisher's book, Ghosts of the Rivers Towns, he has collected another Albatwitch report from the area as well. In 2002, about two miles from his own sighting, a group of friends were driving on Pinkerton Road when a thin, hair-covered bipedal creature crossed the road in front of them. So in this area, ghosts, we have cryptid sightings, Diane mentioned a woman in white. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at So next we went to Hans Graf Cemetery. Now, this is called Hans Graf Cemetery. It is not, in fact, where Hans Graf is buried. That is so weird because that happens all the time where I'll find this thing, you know, find somebody who has a cemetery named after them and they're not actually buried there. <laughs> I write about Hans Graf Cemetery also in my book, Beyond the Seventh Gate. And I'll read an excerpt from there. We go back to Marietta and head just a bit north to the village of Rowena for another tale of a dogman, werewolves, a white spook wolf, a vampire, and shadow people 
all from Hans Graf Cemetery. The small graveyard is notable for the low wall which surrounds all of the graves, yet has no gate. One tale associated with the cemetery states that a family of German immigrants were accused of being werewolves after moving to Marietta. The entire family of five was shot with silver bullets on the same night, beneath a full moon, and buried within the walls of the cemetery. If this doubtful story were true, then the stone should show the same death date for everyone in the family. A visit to Hans Grau Cemetery turned up no such group of graves. Perhaps werewolves are buried in unmarked graves? Some say that Hans Graf himself was a werewolf, but his Graf is not buried here, only his descendants. It's unclear how or why Hans Spookwolf would prowl these grounds. Andrew Gable's The Mystery Animals of Pennsylvania notes a story regarding Hans Graf Cemetery, which will call to mind the Seven Gates of Hell legend from York County, as discussed in earlier chapters. The legend states that if you walk around the perimeter of the cemetery seven times under a full moon, then you will die. Another story related by Gable notes that if you walk around the top of the wall, which surrounds Hans Graf Cemetery, 13 times backwards, then a vampire will appear. Continuing, Gable notes that the most common story associated with the graveyard is that of a ghostly white wolf or white dog seen amongst the graves. Those who do not see the dog are often greeted by a sound of barking, which intensifies if one dares to venture over the wall and into the cemetery. The entry for Hans Graf Cemetery on strangeusa.com notes five shadow people seen by a witness while gazing at the cemetery walls one night, presumably those five lycanthropes whose lives were taken by silver bullets so long ago. The same witness saw a man-sized wolf charging on its hind legs down the road from the cemetery. So we are at what's called Hans Graf Cemetery. Hans yes. Graf is not in this cemetery. These are the relatives of Hans Graf who are buried in this little cemetery that is by Rowena. Is that Rowena? Right there. So. In Lancaster County. And there is a crazy number of legends associated with this cemetery. So what were the legends you heard, Diane, when well, you were in, in high, high school? In high school, we would come out here and we were told, you come here on a full moon. Um, it has a wall. The cemetery has a wall the whole way around it. You actually have to kind of go up in the side so you can get up on top of it. It's yeah. actually a tall wall. It is a very road. tall wall. It was I mean, not meant to be. How tall are you? I am. I used to be six one, but I've been beaten down by life, and I'm a solid six foot now. So this is probably it's, a good four feet. Up to my ribs. Yeah. So it's a good four foot So wall. I was meant to keep people out. And the wall goes the entire way around. Yeah, there's, there's no opening gate. There's no gate, yeah. There's was... no way to get in except climbing over the wall. So we would come here on a full moon. And I don't remember. It depends on which one of my friends you ask. But some of us say counterclockwise and some of us say clockwise. You were supposed to say his name repetitively and wander 12 times around the graveyard. Hans Graf's name. Hans Graf's name. Yes, that's different than what yeah. I read. Well, there's a bunch of different legends, yeah. And, well, this is just my group of friends that, you know, this was what we were told in high school. And what we came out here to see was the ghost of Hans Graf, mm -hmm. which, since he's not here, that's kind of against what we were always told anyway but because his name is on the plaque out front right very predominantly i believe that's why we did that did you ever hear legends about vampires or werewolves associated with this uh no no mostly ghosts like the thing was to come here was that you were you were gonna wake the ghosts by doing the laps around 
and that they would be maintained within the wall. But, that scared the... Yeah. That, that was just Tim's phone going off. That was me making a sale. So... Thank yeah. you, whoever. <laughs> Let me turn that down. Later, I was going through a very gothy stage, and so was my friend when we came out here to do a nature ritual in this sacred space. We were trying to come up with it. And when we came in, these rows of stones were, a lot of them were busted and a lot of them were knocked over and there was graffiti and somebody had come through here and just done a number on this whole place. And it was really sad. And we did do what we could do with cleaning the ones that were still intact at the time. But the other ones then we did take home to clean. Some of, some of these look like they had been replaced. Yeah. I found squirrel vertebrae. I believe it was squirrel. Oh. On top of this Right there. Huh. I don't know if that was... There's the train. Yeah, train going by. I don't know if that was someone's offering or something was... Well, this is eating the squirrel on top of the tombstone? I don't know. So you hear a wolf? Like, I mean, a, a barking. Like a yeah, wolf, barking. Like a wolf. Supposedly, when you come here, you hear barking. Yeah. Did you hear it? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard it. They were that way behind before. me, yeah. Before, yeah. It could have been a dog. Yeah, but. supposedly you enter the cemetery in the barking. So, once again, we have a cryptid sighting. Another cemetery. Ghost stories. Ghost stories. And right over there is running water. And this is, I mean, he went to Mannheim High School. I went to Donegal. All of the kids in the high schools have some sort of story specifically about this place. Mm -hmm. There's supposedly globes of light here, too. I spent a lot of time here many years ago, and... I think if it would have been, if we would have seen something or if something crazy would have happened, we probably wouldn't have come here as much. So I don't know if I've ever had any, I mean, you know, you're wandering around with a bunch of other high school kids trying to freak each other out. It happens. So we went to Hans Graf Cemetery. Not much happened, honestly. We got out the ghost box. We did a ghost box session. Some of them are really fun and seem like a conversation between you and something else. This was one of those sessions which just really wasn't notable. So you would ask questions and the responses didn't seem to make sense. So the way we do the ghost box is, if you've seen Hellier, they do a what they call an Estes method. We kind of do a modified Estes method. One person sort of acts as the medium. They're listening to the ghost box through headphones. They can't hear the questions, so they, so they can't be influenced by the questions. I'm asking the questions. Chad has the headphones on. Mm -hmm. Chad can't hear the questions. He can't be influenced by the questions. I can't hear the ghost box, so I can't be influenced by what's coming through the ghost box. In Hellier, they blindfold the person listening to sort of isolate them. I stand behind Chad, so he can't see me ask the questions. Mm -hmm. But we don't use a blindfold. I stand behind Chad. That's the only difference, so I call it a, a modified Estes method, but that's how we do it. So I was asking questions. The responses I was getting really weren't making much sense, but we did get a number of these, like, get-outs, 
variants of that. So I'll just play that collection of those because that was pretty interesting. Get out, out of this. Goodbye. Get out. Get out. And we did not, in fact, get out. (laughs) (laughs) We stayed there for quite a while afterwards. We were getting ready to go, and Diane mentioned previously when we were at Laurel Hill, you heard her mention going to Hans Graf when she was younger, finding a bunch of the tombstones that were vandalized and taking them back to her apartment to clean them. So she kind of tells the full story in this segment and the weird things that were happening around her apartment. There are some what I would call adult concepts in this segment. I think we handled it nicely, but it involves some... Adult scenarios. Adult scenarios, yes. If your kids are listening, you may want to give it a listen first before you let them listen. We spent a lot of time just on a blanket, sitting in here, hanging out. Uh, this was just like our place. Yeah, I, at no point did I feel threatened. But I'm kind of defiant at this point because I was really hoping that, to get some sort of... If I understood what happened to our apartment, because this was before, this was before I did drugs or anything like that. I wasn't a drinker. I was 18. And... The, the change in the apartment that happened after those stones showed up was so significant in all of our lives that it literally changed four people, the path that four different people were on at that point. Yeah. And we all went different ways. Yeah. Were all of you involved in bringing the stones? Or, no. Or just you? Um, it was me and my, my friend Kelly. Was she one of your roommates? Yes. Okay, so two. I moved in with her because her man was a bad seed and left her with an apartment and no way to pay for it, et cetera, et cetera. So I moved in with her, and things were going pretty well. Um, like I said, we were we were both like super goth, and hanging out in a graveyard in the middle of the night was like our idea of a good Friday night. So we came up here an awful lot. And the one time we came up here, we just noticed that it was just so wrecked. So we took them back and we had them under, we ended up using like a, one of those U-shaped scrubbers. Mm -hmm. And that's what I ended up, that and like dish soap and nail polish remover. I mean, we tried lots of stuff to get get the, the spray paint off of it. And then we brought them back and we laid them where they went. And the apartment just got weird. It, it like, the stuff I don't want to say. I want to explain it, but I don't. Basically, if you came in the apartment, you were going to get laid. And it was by either one to two to three different people, and possibly at the same time. It got really dark. It got really uh, into a lot of bondage and things like that, which had you talked to either me or my roommate prior to that a year we would have both told you you were crazy that was nothing that any of us were into we called it the fuchsia cloud of sex your 90s sound not unlike my 90s (laughs) and it was just kind of one of those things where like we had people that were coming over that we didn't even know that well but we weren't like that 
it was just very, very odd. And when we finally created this weird triangle with this guy, Steve, that we all lived there together, everything was pretty good for the three of us, like polyamory for a, about two to three months, at which point it got weird. And I, I got angry the one time. And then when I left, I left and moved to New York City. Like, I left on a Friday morning because I wasn't involved in what was going on in the house, and I got really angry about it, and all of a sudden threw everything in my car and drove, drove to New York City and moved moved there. Wow. Like, stuff that we wouldn't have done. How, things that were way out of our personalities. Do, do you want me to clip out parts of that? or that, uh, It's up to you. You oh, tell it's me. it's your audience. I don't know. Like, I don't like, want to say... Like, I was trying to figure out how to explain the, the noise from the bottom of the cemetery without actually saying... Right, right. Like, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I just know that at the time, it was just so... The several months between when we took the stones and when we brought them back created such a weird amount of chaos in this tiny little apartment that hadn't been there before. Yeah, that's... To the point that we all noticed it. And, you, and we all blamed the stones. Right. And, I mean, there's no way to know, but you wonder if, objectively, was it the stones or was it the idea that was in your head and your roommate's head and you're sort of manifesting this stuff because of that. You know what I mean? Either way, it, it roots back to the stones. Right. But, but you know... It's, you have no idea. Yeah. I mean, we didn't we didn't think about it about the stones and like we had kind of forgotten about them we brought them in we didn't have any room they got put in a a, like a cardboard box under the couch so they were there for a good couple of weeks where we weren't consciously thinking about them and it it was just weird i i don't have any other way to put it and there are some stones missing at one point there were fuller rows here there's some i don't know if you tripped on them or not there was some laying on the wall over there there. yeah Yeah. and those might be pieces that at one point i had in my house i don't i don't know (laughs) but you're talking years later yeah yeah years way back in the 1990s Yeah, dogmen can be whirlwinds of destruction. (laughs) (laughs) We heard a dog barking, but it was while the train was going by. I think it was a local dog barking while we were there. Yeah, and the thing is, Hansgraf Cemetery is not as isolated as one might assume. No, the the village of Rowena is is right there. Oh, that's an actual town? Yeah. (laughs) It's probably 50 yards, maybe. Yeah, I always felt like it was someone's backyard, really. (laughs) But there were no dogmen. If there were, I would have called... (laughs) <laughs> 90 days to the perfect puppy see if we could get them trained some dog man pups it doesn't have to be puppies right that's the thing like if you have an older dog we can train them too right if you have an older dog sithappens.us they can help you with that as well 90 days to the perfect puppy is their program for puppies but they can help with all dogs you can find them at sithappens.us look for the 90 days to the perfect puppy link at the top of the page they have a relationship-based approach It helps you and your puppy become perfect for each other. They have online sources like video lessons, a secret Facebook group, and more one-on-one options are available. So whatever you need help with, with your puppy, 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy can help you. They'll teach you what to do and also what not to do. Again, you can find them at sithappens.us. Look for the 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy link at the top of the page. 
I know you get very happy when you can stay on theme with the photo of the week. It's very rare that there's something even remotely, like, I don't really have a, a bulk of ghost photos. I'm working on that, trying to get more. But we have a cemetery here. Well, actually, it's a graveyard. There's a church right beside it. So that makes it a graveyard. That makes it a graveyard. Do you know where this is? No, and I mean, I guess it's possible. Usually what I do to try to come up with a location is try to find something on one of the stones that I can look up on Find a Grave. Mm. But it's a little indistinct. Yeah, it's a little hard to tell. It just looks like sort of a community graveyard in a tiny little church. I'm, I mean, it has early 1800s, New Englandy, Middle Atlantic, Mid-Atlantic kind of vibes to me. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it could be a Pennsylvania church, could be... I think it's one I found around here, so I, I'm assuming it's somewhere. And those graves are, what, late 18, early 1900s, probably, the style of those gravestones? Yes, because some of these are simpler, but they have the base on Yeah, I would say that. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like a little old-timey school with the bell in it. I mean, it's obviously a church, but it, there's probably someone who can tell by just strictly by the architecture. Like, if that's a, a, like a, I mean, it could be even a Quaker meeting house. I'm not sure. Doesn't Usually they have... Uh, they, don't, they don't have the bells, right? They wouldn't have a bell necessarily up in a tower. Probably not, yeah. In any case, we have a cemetery photo. It is board-mounted. Is this just a mounted photo? This isn't... Just because it's mounted on a backing doesn't make it a cabinet card, right? Yeah, because this is a little later. This is probably 1910 or so, maybe. That was my next question. This is someone's probably amateur snapshot mounted on to a gray mount well they did a good job they did do a good job it's it's framed nicely yes nice composition if you go to the show notes under this episode at strangefamiliars.com you'll see an image of this photo you can click on that it'll take you to our etsy shop where you can buy this or other photos of the week while you're at our etsy shop you can pick up monsters under the hospital bed my new art booklet pick up your strange familiars awoken tree t-shirt you can pick up any of my other books they're all available there They all come signed by me when you order them from us on Etsy. Some of my music is there, some original artwork, and lots more. Our shop name is Lost Grave, but you can find us if you type in Strange Familiars. Our stuff will come up. Chad's shop is Ruck Rabbit Outdoors on Etsy, and our friends Karmic Garden are on Etsy as well. It's one word, Karmic Garden. They have the Strange Familiars scent for soap, sanitizers, and more. They also have a flannel man scent and many, many other wonderful scents as well. We're going to try to start doing two patron shows a month, one regular kind of full episode like we've been doing, and one more relaxed show, maybe a little bit shorter, maybe less of a theme, just more relaxed, more of a discussion kind of show as well. Casual Friday version of Strange Familiars. Right. Or it might be a a sampling of, of different things that we've, you know, different topics and so forth. We'll see. But we're going to try to start doing two shows a month for our patrons because we want to give you guys as much content as we can. We'll promise that one for sure. We'll try to get that second one done as well. So little hint as to what the second patron show might be to May, if I get it done in time. After we went to all of the cemeteries on Saturday, Chad and I stopped by a little place known as Site 7. We'll be back soon with another episode of Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. If you want to hear more or purchase music by Stonebreath, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. 
Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars gathering group. We're on Instagram, at strangefamiliars, and we're always at strangefamiliars.com. My mother's son, 
am done. What shall I do? I will follow the hum until all of my songs have been sung.
my mother's son How long will I walk Oh, until I am done What shall I do I will follow the hum Until all of my songs have Of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.